Hi, my name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and you're listening to First Line. I'm a student doctor in my third year of medical school, and I'm here to bridge the gap between sophisticated doctor talk and oversimplified patient education to bring listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness. Through an osteopathic lens, First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, hot topics in healthcare, the journey to becoming a physician, mental health, relationships, and even philosophy, all while holistically addressing the whole person body, mind, and spirit. First Line is now available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon and Audible, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, Player FM, and Podbean. I just want to take a second to say hello to all my listeners from different countries. I think this is really awesome, so every now and then I love to read this list. Hello to my listeners that are from the United States. Hello to my listeners from Germany, Australia, Bangladesh, India, United Arab Emirates, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Tanzania. Wherever you're from, I just want to thank you so much for listening. This is part two of a series on personality disorders. You don't have to listen to any of my podcast episodes in any particular order, but I do recommend going back and listening to part one, whether you listen to it before or after this one. I also talked about personality disorders in general, so if you're unfamiliar with what makes a personality disorder a personality disorder, and how it affects people who have those disorders, then I probably recommend listening to part one first. Otherwise, thanks for joining First Line this week. Before getting into the personality disorders that we're going to be discussing today, I want to take a step back and talk about the difference between personality, spirit, soul, essence, all of that. So, first of all, you may have heard the terms id, ego, and superego. Id is your primitive and instinctual part of your brain. It is really more of the animalistic type instincts. It contains sexual drives, aggressive drives, and it can also contain hidden memories. Super ego is on the flip side of that, and that's really your moral conscience. And a lot of people may think of this as the Holy Spirit if you are religious. And then we have the ego, which is based more in reality and is the realistic part of your mind that kind of mediates between the desires of the id, those instinctual parts, and then the super ego, which is more of the moral parts. I like to think of ego as our personality. So this is part of who we are, but it has more to do with how we deal with reality and how we navigate the world. Whether you use the Myers-Briggs interpretation of personality or if you use something like the Enneagram for personality, they're very much based on how you interact with others, how you view the world, and other things like that. 
So your super ego, I, I do like to think of this as this is more of your spiritual and your soul side. I think there's something even deeper than that, which I like to refer to as the essence. And the essence is very much apart from personality. It's hard to define, but I think of essence as deep down who you really are before you had any interaction with the world, who you would be just without the world and who you are in Christ, um, because I am Christian, so I'm speaking from that point of view. And then I think of spirit and soul as your essence and its relationship to God or to a higher power, however you want to see that. But I think of that more as your essence in context of not the world, but your creator. And I think moving forward, that's important to take no note of that these personality disorders, yes, are very much pervasive into the daily functioning of individuals. And it affects their personality, which a lot of people think makes up who you are, but it's really not the only thing. Their essence is unaffected. They are still deep down who they are. And I don't I don't think the essence can be changed. A lot of times personality can change based off of life circumstances, social support systems, and just anything you encounter in the world. Over time, as you grow older, your personality changes a little bit, but your essence doesn't change. And your spirit and your soul, they can develop with growing closer to your creator, to God, but your essence is still there and still the same. And it's hard to really definitively identify what your essence is, but but that's really the part of a spiritual journey that is is part of that as well, discovering who you are underneath all of that. Trigger warning, this episode contains content that includes talking about trauma, self-harm, and suicide. Personality disorders are persistent, but can still wax and wane in severity due to life circumstances, different phases of life you go through, your social support system, and also various stressors that you encounter across your life. For many people with personality disorders, they're either not aware of their personality traits or, if they are aware, they do not view them as a problem. Often, they come to the attention of psychiatrists and psychologists because family members, friends, co-workers encourage them to, but they themselves might not see a problem. About half of people who meet the criteria for a personality disorder will meet the criteria for at least two personality disorders. People with personality disorders are more likely to have other disorders as well, including mood disorders, which includes depression and bipolar disorder, anxiety, eating disorders, and substance use. Development has genetic and environmental components, meaning that there's likely an underlying genetic predisposition combined with childhood stressors and trauma that lead to the development of these disorders. In part one, we talked about cluster A that include paranoid, schizoid, and schizotypal. 
This week we're going to be discussing cluster B, which is known as the dramatic and emotional cluster, which includes antisocial, borderline histrionic, and narcissistic. Cluster B as a whole is characterized by emotional reactivity, poor impulse control, an unclear sense of identity, and varying degrees of aggression. They are typically more extroverted than cluster A, which are more introverted. Cluster B personality disorders often involve stormy and problematic relationships. They are also often at risk for self-destructive behavior. Starting with the first one, antisocial personality disorder. This is what you would refer to as a sociopath or a psychopath. These people lack remorse and they have disregard for in violation of the rights of others. Antisocial does not nearly mean that you like to be on your own. That one is more characteristic of schizoid personality disorder that we talked about in part one. Antisocial personality disorder is estimated to be about 2% of the general population and it's more common in men. It's also more common in individuals who have encountered poverty. People with antisocial personality disorder are more likely to engage in illegal activity and pathological lying. They are often described as arrogant, opinionated, and cocky. Some are very impulsive, irritable, and aggressive. And they often have a lack of concern for consequences, thus leading to a lot of illegal acts. They can often present as charming, seductive, and clever putting on a show, but really being different on the inside. They have the poorest prognosis of any of the personality disorders of cluster B, which means that they're unlikely to ever change, unfortunately. They often end up in jails and prisons, and that also depends on how impulsive they are and how aggressive they are. There's a spectrum of severity there. Other ones, the ones that can put on quite a show of being charming and seductive, can often function professionally and be less violent than other types. Overall, substance abuse is very commonly seen. Luckily, people with antisocial personality disorder do eventually become less aggressive, impulsive, and destructive as they age. To meet the definition of antisocial personality disorder, they must have something called conduct disorder in adolescence, and it's marked by the same kind of idea, poor impulse control, and a disregard for the rights of others. To illustrate what antisocial personality disorder looks like in practice, try to think of the Joker. To be diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, you would need to have a pervasive pattern of disregard for and violation of the rights of others, as well as three or more of the following seven criteria. So one is failure to conform to social norms, and that means that they engage in unlawful behaviors, and this is often indicated by performing acts that are grounds for arrest. A lot of times this can be violence, but it doesn't have to be necessarily. Two is deceitfulness, indicated by repeated lying or conning others for personal profit or pleasure. So it's very manipulative and it's pathological lying. They often don't have respect for other people. Number three, impulsivity or failure to plan ahead. They're always acting in the moment. They're 
never really looking to the future, especially in regards to the consequences of their actions. Four, irritability and aggressiveness indicated by fights or assaults. So this is the very straightforward violence. Five, reckless disregard for safety of self or others. So again, not looking at consequences of their actions and not seeing safety as something to be aware of and try to preserve. Six, consistent irresponsibility, indicated by failure to sustain work behavior or financial obligations. Again, not really looking to the future and consequences of actions and not being able to hold responsibility in work or finances. Seven, lack of remorse indicated by rationalizing or being indifferent to having mistreated another person. And this can mean physical harm or it can mean stealing from them, lots of things. They don't feel sorry, they won't apologize, they either don't care or they often say that they had it coming or they deserved it, something like that, which of course isn't true. They are really only out for themselves, but in a different way that we will see with narcissistic personality disorder. Again, you can only diagnose antisocial personality disorder in those older than 18. The next personality disorder in cluster B is borderline personality disorder. These people are unstable and impulsive. They are often emotionally dysregulated and they often have self-destructive behavior. It's estimated that 2% of the general population have borderline personality disorder. Women are more likely to seek treatment and be diagnosed, but it is equal in both male and female. Their self-destructive behavior is often used when there is a disruption or threat of disruption of a relationship. And it doesn't need to be an intimate relationship necessarily. They can also use self-destructive behavior to deal with their emotions or even to punish themselves. They have an unstable sense of self, often thinking that they're all good or all bad at different times and never really much in between. A lot of the motivation behind their behavior is making efforts to avoid abandonment. They often have rapid and wide swings of emotion. They're easily bored and they have great difficulty controlling their anger. Their anger is also often followed by intense shame and guilt, along with the feeling of being evil. So they're either all good or all bad. They're also prone to self-sabotage when they're close to their goals or they're finally in a stable relationship. They often have behavior that ruins whatever they've been working so hard on. They almost don't let themselves have success. They can go from being very clingy, idealizing someone, to hating them one second later, which is called splitting. They can also split their self from feeling super special to feeling worthless. They're more prone to be involved with drug abuse and alcoholism. They're more likely to have eating disorders, especially bulimia nervosa, and sexual promiscuity is very common. They often name their feeling of being empty and also struggling with anxiety. 
There's also a lot of co-occurring PTSD and ADHD as well. They're more likely to gamble, binge eat, engage in unsafe sex, and drive recklessly because of their poor impulse control. Unfortunately, it's estimated that 10% of people with borderline personality disorder die from suicide, but most of them will live on to no longer even meet the criteria for borderline. Just like antisocial, their behaviors often decrease over time and mellow out. But there is a better prognosis for borderline than antisocial because they highly benefit from psychodynamic psychotherapy, specifically dialectical behavioral therapy and also cognitive behavioral therapies along with medical management of their co-occurring diagnoses like anxiety and drug abuse and eating disorders and PTSD and ADHD. Some examples of borderline personality disorder in movies include Tiffany, which is the character that Jennifer Lawrence plays in Silver Linings Playbook, as well as Kate Winslet's character Clementine in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. To be diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, you would need to have a pervasive pattern of instability of interpersonal relationships and self-image, marked impulsivity, and then five or more of the following nine symptoms. One, frantic efforts to avoid abandonment, whether that abandonment is real or imagined. So they will do whatever they can in order to not lose a relationship, whether that is an intimate relationship, a friendship, or even a therapeutic relationship with a psychiatrist or a psychologist or counselor. Two, a pattern of unstable and intense relationships alternating between extremes of idealization and devaluation, which means they're splitting, people are either all good or all bad. And this leads to very unstable relationships that are emotionally powered. Three, identity disturbance with unstable self-image they split with themselves as well. They see themselves as all good or all evil. Four, impulsivity in at least two areas that are potentially damaging. This is the impulse control issues. Can include spending, financially, sex, being promiscuous, substance abuse, which can be alcohol or drugs, reckless driving, and binge eating which can be purely binge eating or it can be bulimia nervosa. Five, recurrent suicidal behavior or gestures. This is often used as a bargaining going along with the first one of abandonment. A lot of times if a woman with borderline personality disorder, if her boyfriend is threatening to break up or has broken up with her, she might say that she's going to kill herself because he abandoned her. So it's almost used as a way to express emotion. And unfortunately, sometimes these gestures actually cause the death of these people because of their heightened emotion, not necessarily because they have depression. It's because they're hurting in that moment and they're unable to see the nuance of 
their boyfriend not being all evil and themselves as being not all evil. Six, affective instability due to reactivity of mood. So this means that there's just intense emotions, they're highly irritable, or they have intense anxiety that lasts just hours at a time, which kind of separates itself from mania of bipolar disorder because usually that lasts days to weeks. This is highly reactive and that only lasts a few hours and rarely up to a few days. Seven is a chronic ongoing feeling of emptiness. And this is often a word that they use when talking to a psychiatrist is that they feel empty. And it's because the relationships in their life are so unstable and their self-image is so volatile that they don't have a sense of true identity or where they are in the world, they just feel empty. And that doesn't really mean necessarily that they are depressed, it just means that they have they have nothing, it's a lack of anything, it's just empty. Number eight, intense anger or difficulty controlling anger. So this often looks like losing your temper or just being constantly angry or being involved in physical fights. And the last one, number nine, is paranoid ideation or dissociative symptoms. Paranoia, they think that people are out to get them and this is all from stress or dissociation, which means they don't feel connected with themselves or with their surroundings. And that's borderline. I actually had every hope in the world that I was going to get through all of Cluster B on this episode, but it looks like we're only sticking to antisocial and borderline personality disorder this week. They are important ones, so I'm glad that I took time to explain them because they're very much misunderstood. If you or someone you know has one of these disorders, you know exactly what I mean. And I hope that just in general, you have a better understanding about what these look like, how these individuals interact with themselves in the world. And next time we will be talking about histrionic and narcissistic personality disorders. I'm gonna leave you with a Bible verse that very much reminded me of not only personality disorders, but also mental health issues in general, whether you suffer from depression, anxiety, chronic stress, PTSD. I just wanna leave you with this verse from John 16, 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You can send me a voice message using the Anchor app. If you want to send me a comment, ask a question, or share any topic ideas that you want for an upcoming episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it if you take some time, just a minute of your time, to write a review. Hopefully it's five stars, but I really like honest reviews. I'm looking forward to hearing from you.
thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm on Instagram at First Line Podcast. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash First Line Podcast. You can reach out for any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again.